0: Welcome to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast here on GPB Media. Thanks for accessing us however you are doing so. And bottom line is we're back, although we all know that there is no real offseason when it comes to football here in the state of Georgia. High school football, it is not just 24-7, 365. It is 25-8-370. And I am John Nelson here at GPB Studios in Atlanta, and Tommy Palmer feeling a little under the weather this week. So I have consulted my Oracle for recruiting. Matt Stewart, the voice of Football Fridays in Georgia, up in the booth. Good to see him. How you doing? Good it, to see you again. Uh, we got like a Roman numeral classic coming up. Yep. And we got to talk about that a little bit. We also have to talk about Cruton because we yeah. know that that's one of the seasons here. Yeah. It's not summer, fall, winter, and spring. It's uh, signing day. It is Cruton, it is spring football and football. Well, Cruton is 24-7, yes.
1: you know, 350-whatever, how is it?
0: Yeah, how? without without the off weeks <laughs> and things like that. They
1: might take Christmas and thanks, yeah. God. I was I was hesitant to say 363?
0: Three. Yeah. Okay, so 363 days a year. When it comes to the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, go to your favorite podcatcher, do Football Fridays in Georgia in quotes, hit the magnifying glass, save us, like us, give about 4 billion likes to the podcast. I like that. All right, so Roman numeral classic coming up, sir. Mm-hmm. It is the 53rd version of the Roman numeral classic, yep. and I don't know if we can use the S word and the B word together without getting in trouble, so I wasn't going to use them. Just say big game. Yeah, the big game at the end of the year. And the the one thing that I wanted to get into with you about it is the influence of Georgia College and Georgia high school athletes that are actually playing at home for a change.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, the uh, the big focus has been on the running backs, Todd Gurley, uh, and Sony Michelle, who played at the University of Georgia, were actually teammates for a year, maybe two. Yeah, um, neither one of those were high school stars in the state of Georgia. Michelle from South Florida, and and uh, Gurley from North Carolina, but both of them Georgia Bulldogs, and that's kind of a center stage kind of story here in this game. David Andrews, who's the center, who snaps the ball to that guy named Tom Brady. Never heard of him. Started Wesleyan, went on to play at the University of Georgia, an undrafted free agent and a starting center for the New England Patriots. And Rameek Wilson, who played for the Georgia Bulldogs,
0: also with the L.A. Rams. And you've also got guys like Trent Brown, who went to GMC, went to high school in Albany. And Ulrich John, who went to Bradwell Institute and was Georgia State. So, I mean, Will Lutz goes from uh, Georgia State to the pros, and Ulrich John has been a part of the Patriots as well.
1: Well, and two others. Uh, Isaiah Wynn, who was a first-round draft pick of the Patriots this past year, unfortunately suffered an Achilles injury uh, in training camp, former Georgia Bulldog. he uh, He's on the Patriots roster, and Shaq Wilson, is it Shaq Wilson? It's uh, Shaq. I want to Big say. Shaq Mason. Uh, Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason. Shaq Mason. Fourth-round draft pick of the Patriots out of Georgia Tech. Ironically, they go Georgia Tech and Georgia left guard and center. I know. On their offensive line.
0: And uh, Gerald Everett, who went to Columbia, tied in for the Rams. Right. Saw and, him play at South Alabama. Right. And then the cool story about this is the, the guy who runs the sidelines and has a photographic memory, the head coach of the Rams, one of the coldest yeah. championship games I've ever covered, in that holler at Hughes Spalding for the Marist School, mm-hmm. and I know that you've got to see him as well. Sean McVeigh.
1: Yeah, that's a, it's a great story. Uh, Fifteen years ago, he was quarterbacking Marist uh-huh. to a state championship, and at the age of 33... He is head coaching the LA Rams in the Super Bowl. It's an amazing story, no doubt about it. Of course, he's got NFL roots. His grandfather was longtime executive with the uh, San Francisco 49ers. His dad was the big-time boss at WSB-TV here in Atlanta, I think, for 25 years. So uh, It's a great story, no doubt about it. Um, and I think the, one of the one of the other interesting stories in this that has developed out of this is we find out this week as we find out all kinds of things during Super Bowl 53 week because it's over
0: kill. No, you them. use the S word and the B word.
1: Yeah. With, uh, I think I think it's okay to okay. do that as long as I'm not I'm not using it in a commercial context okay. and I'm gaining anything from it. All right. Uh because it is Super Bowl week. Yes. I mean that is what it is. Um yeah is the texting relationship between Belichick and and McVeigh yeah. that they texted each other, you know, pretty much after every game this season. And it goes back to Belichick's relationship
0: with Sean's grandfather. So Big picture. Let me let me do the the thirty thousand feet question for mm-hmm. you. When it comes to all of these athletes from the state of Georgia who are getting these chances to play in the pros, what do you think it says about high school football in the state of Georgia and how it develops?
1: Oh, I mean, I think it just it says exactly what we already know that the you know the state of Georgia is up there top five in the nation as far as the producer of major college football and National Football League talent. And I would dare say per capita it's number one because the states ahead of them are Florida, Texas, California, and all much larger population states. Than Georgia. So you could say, per capita, uh, Georgia's the biggest high school football state in the entire nation as far as producing athletes that go in and play major college football, which of course leads for some of them to the National
0: Football League. All right. So now it's time for the remainder of the podcast this week to do my version of batting practice pitching for you because oh. we have uh, National Signing Day coming up. National Signing Day 2019, which is really the second one because they moved everything up into December. Mm-hmm. What are some of the storylines for you going into? The National Signing Day.
1: Well, I think what's what's interesting about this is this has kind of become uh, second-chance signing day. So all the big-time guys, not all of them, but most of the big-time guys get signed now in December in the early signing period for the – only four of the top fifty prospects, ranked prospects in the state of Georgia, uh, have uh, have not signed yet, and the top thirty-two have. So you have to get all the way down to number thirty-three on the ranked list of prospects in the state of Georgia, according to the twenty-four-seven Sports Composite, to find your first un- unsigned prospect. Going into this signing day, so uh, but what it does mean is that I think it gives uh, those those and most of them are three stars, a, a couple on the on the top of the list, and one very um, uh, one that's going to be very familiar to GPV GPB uh, football Fridays in Fort Georgia viewers. They'll know this name right off the top, Jemias Griffin. Yep. He's number two on the list of guys who haven't signed yet. Um, it gives them an opportunity. After all the after some of the bigger ticket guys are gone, gives them a chance to maybe shop around and get a little bit more attention themselves, and it opens the doors for them uh, that might not otherwise have been in the
0: past. Okay, so around the state, let's start with your top ten here, and you mentioned Jamias and I know that he was tied to NC State initially, but who else in that top ten, or should we be paying attention to? Well, number
1: to? one, uh, Jemias Griffin's number two on my list. We'll start with him. He decommitted from NC State ten days ago. His top four, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Florida State and Auburn. He's visiting your Seminoles this weekend, and uh, there's kind of a, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's a pretty good rule. Uh, the last place they visit, by and large, ends up being the place where a lot of these guys sign. So that's a good sign for Jemias Griffin uh, and Florida State. He visited Louisville last week, Auburn three weeks ago. His brother Quan plays at Georgia Tech. Uh, So it's going to be one of those four schools after he decommitted from NC State uh, 10 days ago. Okay, so who's number one on your list? Jadarian Boykin. He's a four-star defensive end. In fact, uh, Boykin and Griffin are the only two four-stars that are still out there in in the ranked prospects in Georgia that haven't signed yet. Uh, 6'2", 235 defensive end end out of Jones County. 17 offers. Uh, He's visiting Colorado State this weekend. Uh, Louisville, Colorado State, Miami considered his uh, top three. Cardinals and Hurricanes. He's previously Visited the last two weeks, so these are the last three weeks he's gone. He's gone Miami, Louisville, and now Colorado State to wrap it up before
0: signing day next Wednesday. Thomas uh, Thomasville's Mike Bobo, the head coach out there. At Colorado exactly
1: State. right, Mel Tucker, of course, uh, the former Georgia Bulldogs uh, defensive coordinator, now is the head coach at Colorado. So you're so the two top coaches. In the state of Colorado our former (laughs) Georgia
0: Bulldogs coordinators, Mike Bobo and Mel Tucker. And at the same time, the rest of your top ten, there's a good wide range of state talent that's out there. You're looking at Lee County and Cedar Grove. It's all over the place.
1: Yeah, three-star safety, Jamie Robinson. We saw uh, him play safety for Lee County. They won the 6A state championship. Uh, He's got 26 offers. South Carolina's considered his leader, but the last team he's visited, the Vols, two weeks ago. So watch for that. He was the 6A defender player of the uh, year Dante Walker Cedar Grove um, you know, we saw him play in the in the 3A state championship game they won decommitted from Arkansas last week uh, committed to Marshall two days ago so a good chance he's going to end up with the Thundering Herd Jay Ward Calquitt County yep. three-star cornerback uh, he's visiting the Seminoles this weekend as well That's a good sign. He decommitted from uh, Kentucky. Kentucky's still on his list. He visited them last week. He visited Texas A&M two weeks ago, LSU, back in December. So it's pretty much wide open for him. But the Seminoles will be the last team that he visits. Another one that's very interesting is three-star defensive end Stephen Linton out of Dublin. Never got a chance to see this guy play. He doesn't have a 24-7 ranking, but he's a three-star in the 24-7 sports composite. So 24-7 has not even ranked him, but some of the other services, like a Rivals or a Scout. They have. He's a 6'5", 190 defensive end, uh, offered by Missouri two weeks ago, <laughs> Baylor four days before that, uh, Sun Devils, Arizona State, Syracuse, USF, Louisville on this guy. Nobody in the state of Georgia really on this guy. He's kind of been uh, a, a kind of a hidden gem down in, in Dublin.
0: All right, so four-minute warning. Yep. You've mentioned Lee County, you've mentioned Cedar Grove, you've mentioned Dublin, you've mentioned Rome. The statewide influence when it comes to high school football and the schools and the wide-ranging number of schools and conferences, whether you're talking Power Five or Group of Five, that are chasing after the high school football player here in the state of Georgia. When do you think? This happened where you had power fives and go fives, not just southeastern schools, but the wide ranging U.S. schools chasing after high school athletes in the state of Georgia. When do you think that started?
1: Oh, my gosh, that's been going on forever. I mean, obviously, the whole recruiting process is ramped up uh, beyond belief now because kids get offered in the eighth and ninth grade and the recruiting process starts so early now compared to in the past, um, uh, when you know you really didn't get recruited until after your junior year and right. it heated up, and you, and you know, and you started getting offers maybe in your senior year. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been going on forever, and I think the uh, the the proliferation of recruiting services and how that's become a big business
0: has only helped the Georgia high school kids. Okay, seven, eight, nine, and ten. You're looking at Morrow, Cowquit County, and where else?
1: Yeah, Jamal Hill, uh, number seven out of Morrow, committed to Oregon last week after he visited. Uh, visited Mel Tucker in Colorado the week before that. He's been offered by West Virginians uh, Southern Cal over the last month. <laughs> but yeah, so it's wide open. He's got 44 offers. 44. What happens is a lot of times the big time prospects don't get as many offers as the three star right. because a lot of schools just don't even bother with the four and five stars knowing they have no shot at getting them. The three stars a lot of times will get 40, 50 offers and Jamal Hill out of Morrow is one of those guys. Campbell out of Colquitt County, yep. we saw him play You know, the last three years for rush probes. He's got fourteen offers. He says Auburn and Florida State are his leaders. He's visiting the Seminoles this weekend. So that's the third player in our top ten that is visiting Florida State this weekend so that's a good sign for your alma mater there uh, yeah
0: and we got the and uh, the kicker from Calkwood County Ryan Fitzgerald too. he just
1: he just committed just committed to Florida State that's big time and uh, I, I'm excited for him yes because he didn't have any big time offers and I don't mean the, the, the any disrespect to the mid-majors but he didn't have any power five offers when we saw him during the course of his senior season but Rush kept saying he's gonna get them He's gonna get him. He's gonna end up at an SEC school. Well, he's gonna end up at an ACC school. And good, good for him. I just hope that Florida State kicking jinx Ooh. doesn't bleed over on him yeah, and affect his I, career. I just covered
0: my ears yeah. for that. Nine and ten, quickly.
1: Nine and ten. Uh, Garmin Randolph, six six, two thirty five, tight end out of Jefferson, a three star. He's visiting LSU this hmm. weekend. Uh, visited Ole Miss last weekend. Baylor the weekend before that. Also has UCLA among his contenders. In fact, this is the second time he's visiting. LSU in the last three weeks, so I'd say there's a good chance he's going to end up with the Tigers. And and Jonathan Sewell out of Clark Central, uh, a very Enigma. I don't know what's going on with this kid. Uh, he's got five offers. South Carolina considered his leader. That's kind of been the story with him since his sophomore year. Right. Uh, 24/7 predicts he's going to end up with Georgia, but the Bulldogs have not offered him, and he has not done any visits at all. So it could be a you know could be a
0: situation there beyond the football field that we're talking about there. All right, so 45. 45- seconds or so, other storylines outside of your top 10 would be what? Knox
1: uh, uh the Rome quarterback, and we've seen him play for the last three years and what a great career Knox Catum has had. He committed to uh, James Madison four days ago and then within the last 24 hours just got that offer from Virginia Tech, that Power Crazy. 5 offer that mm-hmm. he's been waiting on. So we'll see what happens with him on signing day and uh, also Nazir Curry-Sudler, who we saw play for Milton and came on strong at the end of the season. He has uh,
0: committed to UMass. All right, so how do folks follow you on the media that is social? Uh, at Matt Stewart TV. Okay. you don't do Inst- Twitter? You don't do Instagram or anything like that. Don't know what that is. Okay. I've only heard of it. It's the I think the the Migos calls it either the Insta or the Gram or the IG. Exactly. I,
1: I I'll I'll just stick with Twitter right
0: now. Yeah. See, but if you did Instagram, you could feed it to Twitter and Facebook simultaneously. That's what I do. Okay. All right. So Matt Stewart pinch hitting for Tommy Palmer. We love you. We miss you, buddy. We hope that you'll feel better soon. This has been the Football Fridays in Georgia podcast, getting you ready for the Roman Numeral Classic, version fifty three, and also for National Signing Day here in twenty. So, for Tommy Palmer, for Matt Stewart, I'm John Nelson. Don't forget, GPB.org in the media section. Use Football Fridays in Georgia. Use your quotes. Hit the magnifying glass on your favorite podcatcher. Save us, like us, love us. Give us 9,000 likes every single week. We're back, folks. It's not like we ever left, really. Thanks for hanging out with us. Play it safe, everybody. We'll see you next time.